This is episode 655 for December 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is called Ben, as sung by Michael Jackson, and we're going to talk about Ben Riley in this episode, of course. So, uh, thank you to the people that made this possible for you to listen to. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they helped me pay the bills and make episodes arrive for you to listen to each and every month. So, thank you goes out to Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Robert, Scott, Adam, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, Jimmy, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Mohammed, Noah, Patrick, Sarah, Scott, Venkman, Will, hashtag something good for you, Andrew, Anthony, Bob, Craig, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Eric, Avenji, Jeffrey, Gru Comics, Hafskimo, Ira, JB, Jay, Jared, John J, John P, Curtis, Matthew, Michael K, Patrick, Ricky, Shane, Stephen, Stuart, Symbiobro, Toby Z, Mitzi86, and Nick. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and you can listen to episodes two weeks early. You can also get exclusive episodes, and you get an exclusive episode like Spider Satellites. We just recorded one last night, 11 issues, and we tackle Abrams Man, which is the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man miniseries, the final issue of that. You don't want to miss that review. Good Lord. All right, let's get on with Spider History for December. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our Spider History with JR, and we've got JR. What's going on, JR? Oh, oh, boys and girls, I am just stoked for tonight's Spider History this, as yeah. we go into one of my all-time favorite issues. It is my, it's one of mine, too. It's up there. It's, it's someone it's not up there for is George. George, what's going on, man? Uh, let's just get this over with. <laughs> it's like you're taking your COVID injection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd rather get a colonoscopy. <laughs> so we're well, right. I've, been, I've, I've been through one of those, George, uh, you know, <laughs> felt sort of like this. No, uh, we're wrapping up the clone saga, JR, with Revelations, the four part, uh, which cl- uh, has the final part with a twist ending with your favorite character right oh, yeah. behind you. Never, never saw this one coming. I didn't either. Honestly, back in 90 and this, these came out in December. They're cover dated December of 96. Is that right? I think JR was being, I think JR was being facetious, Brad. I actually came out in October. October, what what cover dates of December, which is what we go by for these. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're going to start with uh, spec number 248, right? Uh, Spec number 240. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't read. Yeah. (laughs) So take me through this one. That's that's been uh, you know that's pretty well been established over the years, Brad. Uh, Whose so. hand is that, by the way? Is that Norman? I don't know. The, Ooh, we don't that know Norman? yet. It's a mysterious we, mastermind. We will, we will find out. Yes, yes. Issue number two forty. All right, boys and girls. Leading up to this moment, at first we thought that Peter was really the clone, and Ben Riley was the real Spider-Man after the defeat of the Jackal, and of course. Spider his uh, spider fans around the world completely rioted, <laughs> and then Peter and Mary Jane went to Portland, Oregon, to have their baby and start a new life. Peter lost his spider powers, and that seemed to be the end. 
Ben came up with a costume that only a handful of people liked, hung out with people that nobody gave a rat's ass about, uh, had adventures with rejuvenated heroes that didn't didn't resemble the classic heroes of old, spent every issue whining about the missing five years of his life, you know, and so we just had about had it. But then but Peter's powers began to come back. But who's watching? Ah, stop it. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> he came Go back ahead. to New York at the behest of JJJ because Jonah felt he needed a Spider-Man expert around. A mysterious withered body in a robot suit called Gaunt came yeah. into the picture. And then we learned that yet there was another real mysterious mastermind behind the whole clone saga. Who could it be? Who could possibly be so evil, so manipulative, such a master schemer to have cooked up this whole too long, two year long nightmare? Besides Terry Cavanaugh or Bob Harris, that is. All right. <laughs> so, as you all know, boys and girls, this long, strange two year trip of the clone saga is finally coming to an end with this story. Revelations. All right. It begins with Dr. Seward Trainer working with Gaunt whose desiccated body is floating in a tube in the midst of the regeneration process. Mm. When Gaunt's employer walks in looking for an update and trainer sees that it's him. My God, he's the one behind Gaunt. He's the one pulling the strings. I have to get to Peter and Ben and you, the reader are just dying to know <laughs> who could this evil mastermind be? Oh, the agony. Oh, the Ooh. anticipation. Ooh. You know, and you can see it in George's eyes. George is just saying, Oh, no, no F given. So, the scene shifts to a Halloween day in New York City with leaves turning brown and gently falling to the ground. And Peter and Mary Jane yeah, are, are happily skipping along her with her bloated belly. And uh, they're tearing killer all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> and they're <laughs> leaves turning brown. Thanksgiving dinner, you know? I'm setting, the, pie. I'm setting the stage, George, for I'm setting the stage as people walking are, are happily planning for their new life together, which is going to be ripped from them by someone so dastardly evil we dare not speak his name for at least another two issues. So, <laughs> anyway, so Peter and Mary Jane are skipping along and singing and how about it, you know, about the life of their new baby girl. But while they're doing that, Brad, if you could bring up, there's a sign that gives it, gives it all away. Sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got you. It, it says... says Dead end. Dead end. <laughs> Boys and girls. Uh-oh. Foreshadowing. Anyway, so MJ gets on a bus to go shopping with Aunt Anna, and Ben drops by to hang with Peter for a while, because that's what spider guys do. They just kind of hang together, literally and figuratively. Uh, spider Boy, she's actually pregnant. I'll yeah. be oh, damned. I didn't know that. <laughs> by the way, Hornacek wants to know who those heads were. They were uh, Wolfman and... and uh, Oh, what is it? Uh, Frankenstein. It's just a cute looking uh, Frankenstein and Wolfman. Yeah. So there you go. So Mary Jane gets on a bus to go shopping with Aunt Anna. 
and Ben drops by to hang out with Peter while Seward Trainer is at Ben's apartment, hoping to warn Ben and his thoughts are giving away so many secrets. Oh, you know, how Trainer was forced to deceive Ben and Peter about who was really the clone and who was the original. But now that he's found out, found out who they're up against, he, who's been behind this all since the beginning, he has to warn them. But boom, the apartment explodes. <laughs> Just like... Gone. No, it's yep. Bakum. It doesn't go boom. It goes Bakum <laughs> with one of Dark Mark's Omni, Omni Popias. Okay. It, it's almost and, like Betty Brant planned it <laughs> with the apartment explosion. <laughs> what's Betty Brant got to do with apartment explosions? Yeah, I'm she, lost on that one. She blew up uh, Flash's apartment. She did? Oh, all right. Never I mind. thought Harry blew up Peter's apartment in issue number 136. It was. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, you know, is he okay, George? I no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, it's gone. I'm not, I'm not his physician, JR. <laughs> oh, I see. And you don't not play just... one on television either or the YouTubes. So Gonswick has a rejuvenated body and a whole new souped up uh, suit of armor. Then we go to the Daily Grind, which was Ben's employment in which all kinds of people who were supposedly hip hung out. But none of us, they were none of them were hip. They were all awful, awful, <laughs> awful, boring people. So Shirley just hired a new waitress because her two best waitresses didn't show up mysteriously. And this waitress's name is Allison Mongrain. And you know she's evil because <laughs> above her, there's, there's a, a witch. Witch. <laughs> subtle. <laughs> that is wow. subtle. So, so, so here I, the storytelling right here. <laughs> well, the courtesy of Todd Pizzago. So yeah, yeah. One, of your, one of your favorite authors. So anyway. I like um, Pizzago. You did? Mm -hmm. uh, did you see that? Hornacek is saying, bet it was in one of Bertoni's articles. She did indeed blow up someone's apartment. I thought it was Flash's. <laughs> but anyway. That's not, as I said, that's not material, not for the story. True. Let's keep going not for the story. But uh, anyway, I always thought, you know, years ago, back in 1996, when I was a, a younger man, when I was merely <laughs> in my thirties, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought Allison Mongrain, what a weird ass name. That's got to yeah. mean something. So maybe I was looking for something that wasn't there. So I started playing with the letters and scrambling around and with Mongrain, you know, if you scramble the letters around, throw out a couple. The, the you can make out you can make out the word Norman, so oh, you know, wow so Norman was in there. So I thought, oh maybe it's like, and then like in Allison you got OS, you know, so Norman Oz, you know, or oh. uh, and I kept playing. I thought maybe it'll say Norman is alive or something, but oh, uh, you know it cool. didn't. I, maybe I was looking for something that wasn't there. But, but at uh, least you anyway. got Norman out of it. Yeah, I got Norman out of it. So yeah, I, I I had suspicions that it was Norman. Oz time because you did. who could That's be so dastardly who could be so evil you know <laughs> who could actually eliminate everybody who it couldn't be you know yeah. like Sherlock Holmes says that you know you're left with the one one in a so you figured this this mystery out but you didn't figure out the hobgoblin uh boy i had uh, i had run out of gas by the hob yeah. <laughs> the hobgoblin stuff uh i had no anticipation that, that was going to be uh yeah. ever resolved uh successfully so yeah. but uh so we go back to the peter and ben are uh, up in the attic of the forest hills house because uh peter wants ben to take some of this stuff because he and mj need some room they're going to do a little remodeling you know because they're going to have a little bambino and everything so uh you know they uh, they have a bud light joke you know where peter says i love you man and but and ben says 
says, well, you're not getting my Bud Light, Peter. And uh, for those of us who remember the joke 20 something years ago, it was humorous at the time. Yeah, now, unfortunately, now, unfortunately, probably people, you know, it, it, it's terribly dated. But yeah. uh, now Jared didn't really guess. Uh, Mark, I have to give Dark Mark credit for being on the Kindred train. I think I thought I thought it was Kindred, but uh, I think Dark Mark. I have to give him credit for being the one who really stuck his uh, leg yeah. out, you know, and and took the chance early on in saying it was Harry. I mean, to me, it was it had to be Harry. I mean, my, you know, because otherwise I just wasn't interested. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's kind of almost like the clone saga. I mean, it had to be, you know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so so Peter up uh, trainer makes it to anyway. They're they're up in the attic, you know, and sharing memories and stuff. And then we go to Liz Allen. Liz Allen is on the phone, you know, at the uh, at her office in Osborne Industries, the main plant in Long Island, New York. And she's talking to her date, uh, you know, Foggy. Aha. Uh-huh. She, she's at this time she and Foggy Nelson were actually dating. I remember so, that. I remember that. So, so she's inviting Foggy to. Apparently, both her and Ben Urich got invitation got invitations from the other. To meet at the Daily Bugle to share information, but they both think it's from the other. But of course, it's really not. But go back to that picture of Liz. Oh, uh, I got one of Herod Foggy. No, I don't want to see Foggy. You go don't back want to, to see Liz. Foggy? Go back to the one Liz because there's another foreshadowing hint. Okay, there it is. That picture. Oh, Our founder. No, oh, that's, that's so. got to be a Norman picture, doesn't it? Oh, so so mm. so. Anyway, back to the, the the attic. Ben and Peter are uh, they're uh, looking at books, including. Oh, real quick, Jr. Look at this. Look at this picture. Norman's kind of great out there. Yeah, but it's, it's kind that. of uh, you kind of know what's coming. You know what's yeah. coming. Just feel it building, um, like gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, 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 you're not going to rain on my parade. Not on this one. Uh, oh, ben and Peter. I uh, wonder if this was inspired by the Halloween Green Goblin episode of The Amazing Friends. You mean Spider-Man and his racist friends. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in the news episode. We don't talk about Spider-Man and his racist friends. But yeah. anyway. Amazing so. Friends is, uh, George, I'll explain later. I got a text from this guy. We, we won't get sidetracked on that. All right. But <clears> uh, so trainer makes it to the daily bugle thinking he's finally breached Peter to warn him, but then gaunt is there trailer slips away, but he runs right into the mysterious mastermind's hand, grabs him by the neck and snaps his neck and drops his dead body to the ground. And he gives gaunt his next orders to kill Ben Riley in front of Peter Parker for Peter Parker's going to pay for having a life. So Ben and, ben and Peter are up in the attic playing battleship, uh, which is of course is a uh, Parker brothers game. Oh. George has got George has got a mysterious peeper looking in at him. Uh, no, so he- I, I I just told the the chat that there's like three fire trucks across the street. I don't know what's going on, but we, like we may lose you in a little bit if you got to evacuate. <laughs> so no Peter, and, Peter and Ben are up playing Battleship. Mary Jane calls and yes. says, "Hey, you want to join me and Aunt Anna for dinner at the Daily Grind?" And Peter says, "Well, yes, of course, but someone's listening in and says." Don't count on it, Peter. To be continued. Mm, all right. <laughs> so was that? Yeah. I get it. Oh yeah, Parker Brothers. Okay, there you go. Uh, it's a game. Ah, uh, I, I I get the I get the joke. Okay, like Milton Bradley. Oh, exactly. Except with Parker and Brothers. And yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, so to be continued. 
in. Yes, you're right, Hornacek. There was a horseshoe hanging over Ben Riley's head during this whole thing. Was it up or down? It was uh, an upside down horseshoe. Ah. Okay, we're going to Sensational on this one. Yes. Secret of Gaunt. Gaunt. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, anyway, we start out. We find out that an emergency board meeting of the Daily Bugle has been called. And uh, J. Jonah Jameson is, uh, of course, you know, pitching a fit and everything, but that this secret meeting, that his emergency meeting has been called. But as we find out throughout the story that everybody with some kind of connection to Peter Parker is being lured to the Daily Bugle uh, for, a, for either a party or a meeting or something at midnight tonight. So, oh, we know that something dastardly is coming back. But anyway, so Peter and Ben are. You know, kind of they're, you know, they're kind of walking through the floor, you know, walking down the street and, you know, singing do da diddy diddy dum diddy do. Uh, but um, actually, they're kind of, you know, mourning the loss of all the other superheroes uh, in the battle with Onslaught. Of course, you know, we, we, and this, they all think the Fantastic Four and the Avengers died, but of course, they didn't die. They were just licensed out to image. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one, of, one of the darkest periods in Marvel history. Mm. And my and my book, yeah, yeah, I, I, that can't those be. Are, a, those are bad. That can't be a high point. That's for sure. Not like not just from storytelling, just from I mean, but also from like from a business standpoint. Marvel just giving up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we we can't do it. Let, let these guys do it. Storytelling's too hard. We're, we're done. Yeah. We're out. So they're mourning the loss of the heroes, and Peter's thinking, well, maybe there needs to. Since my powers are kind of coming back, maybe there needs to be be two Spider Man. Um, so, um, yeah, let, let's see here. Oh, yes. Eight, or no, it was on, it was Age of Apocalypse once. Or was it Onslaught? It was Onslaught. I'm getting it was so Onslaught. Age of Apocalypse onslaught. was was an X-Men storyline. It was like an alternate X-Men future. Okay. Heroes, was, Heroes Reborn is what I yeah. Onslaught and then Heroes Reborn, then Heroes Return. That's what it, happened. It was yeah. Onslaught and then Heroes Reborn and Heroes Return. Age of Apocalypse mm. was actually pretty good for its time. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's one of the surprising uh, good remembrances from the nineties. Yeah, I remember that. So, so as we um, as, as we continue on our journey here, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Peter and he's Peter into it, boys and girls. Journey to work for it, sure. I want to give. I want to give the how many people who are listening or watching or whatever. I want to give them, you know, their money's worth. You know, twenty eight people watching right now. Their Patreon dollars, or even those who are just sponging off this for free, you know? <laughs> like, like me right now. <laughs> so, well, the numbers uh, are going up, Jr. The crazy yeah, two, two, <laughs> two Spider Men in New York. That's crazy talk. I tell you, remind me where, where do I have it? I've got notes everywhere, unfortunately. But uh, in in Life of Riley, which I may refer to occasionally as a source, so if I don't distinctly credit it, I probably got. If I share any insight, I probably got it from Life. For Riley, but uh, Glenn Greenberg had a very interesting comment near the end, and uh, uh, if <laughs> I can think about it, I'll I'll, I'll share it uh, later. But um, assuming that I can find that, I can't find any of my notes. Um, but uh, this place is this is this is the basement, this, and rather than my mother's basement, it's my own. Okay. You paid for that basement, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm still paying for it. I've been paying for it for 20 years, and I refinanced and I'm paying for it for another 25. So, so, 
But all right, anyway, they walk by a bunch of kids, you know, who are kind of fighting and playing and all that or whatever. And then Gaunt breaks in and attacks. And then all these kids turn out to actually be robots. And they attack Peter and Ben, you know, and, and Ben runs off and changes into Spider Ben. Uh, and so and so they're, they're, you know, they're doing all this fighting. Anyway, we go to the Daily Grind. <coughs> Excuse me. Got to have a uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Here, I and finally when, got when, to the part where oh, when we I have the spider, the spider Ben outfit. There we go. Gaunt's so, fighting Spider Ben. There you so, go. yeah, Gaunt is fighting Spider Ben. And at the grind, the waitress, the waitress is serving Mary Jane and Anna Watson. And she drops a vial into Mary Jane, a vial of fluid into Mary Jane's food. And then Mary Jane all of a sudden, apparently, ow, she starts oh. going into labor. Why are you grabbing your heart acting like you have a heart attack? <laughs> And you're oh, talking about right. going into labor. Is that what you I, think labor's like? I need I need to say no, I'll tell you what labor's like because I've seen it. I uh, actually you know what? I was doing fake heart attacks waiting for next month because next month we have some heart attacks. Okay. So actually I know what happens during labor because uh, what they do is they give a, a woman some uh, 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 an epidural or whatever, and then a woman, and then she lays there and she snores, and then all of a sudden she goes, Oh, the pain, the pain, the pain. You know, and then a few minutes later, she starts screaming again and then falls asleep again. She did that for about an hour. My wife wow. did. So, you know, I was about to say, child, childbirth, is, yeah, childbirth is miraculous. In fact, I would have enjoyed it a lot, a lot more if my wife hadn't been laying there screaming in pain the whole time. Cyber we Weasel suggests that uh, Ben would have been good over in the Heroes Reborn universe and leave him there until a future story. You like that uh, idea? I think, uh, well, I know George doesn't. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. Now I think uh, no, I think now anyway, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll talk about all that when we wrap everything up. You yeah, know? So, we'll get the time at but, the end to do that. Uh, so anyway, so Mary Jane apparently is going into labor, and the paramedics take her to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then Spider Ben finds out that Gaunt is really Mendelstrom, someone that we thought died of uh, a heart attack. There we go. In issue number thirty-seven. Um, but apparently he really didn't, but, and then we, we thought then a robot Mendelstrom came back in an mm -hmm. issue of Peter Parker, spectacular Spider-Man, but Strom was really dead. But apparently now Strom, uh, was revived somehow mysteriously, which we won't find out unless we buy Osborne journal, but, uh, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. So, and now we know that, uh, anyway, so, so when it turned out, Gaunt turned out to be Mendelstrom, any doubt I had whatsoever, of it being Norman at the time of the mysterious mastermind. Uh, that was pretty well, uh, pretty well. Uh, Cause I, else why bring back Mendelstrom of all people? So yeah. anyway, so the, the gaunt and the robots are circling Ben and Peter, you know, and this looks like the end. So, for them. so when you, when you saw they're bringing Mendel back, you're like, okay, Norman's next. Is that what you, what your thoughts mm -hmm. were? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'd kind of, like I said, I'd kind of, there was all kinds of hints that it was yeah. going to be Norman. And I think to be honest, you know, I would like to claim a singular genius, you know, <laughs> but but every time I've done, but every, oh, God. Oh, look. 
But uh, every time I, I usually claim that something goes along to prove me wrong. But I think a lot, half of at least half of it was just wishful thinking. To be okay. Honest. Oh, I hope it's Norman. I hope it's Norman. I hope it's Norman. So everything that everything pointed to it and being Norman, you know. And of course, I'm just like absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't have been happier if I'd been smoking weed constantly during this whole month of October, you know, uh, back in 1996. You know. Uh, so so anyway, we go to Amazing Spider-Man number 418. All right. Oh, oh you're, you're going fat. Well, right. I am going fat. Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, fast. fast uh, okay. Oh, oh, you left out an S there, I thought. You know, so, uh, <laughs> right. But, um, well, yeah, I'm going, because after all, you you know, I mean, you said, Jay, we've only got an hour to do each of these because I said I told Facebook and I can't lie oh, to Facebook. My God. All know? right. Oh, no, you're, you're doing a good space. You're good, doing the, a good space. Mysterious mastermind reveal. You, oh, you know, it's like, God, I can't, you, I can't. It's, it's good that you're saving most of the time for 75, which is the big one, the big one. So, so I mean, hold on to your pumpkins, boys and girls, because this is this is really getting to be a, a we're, we're getting to the brass tacks here. OK, right, so Mary, 418. Yes. Yes. So Mary Jane is at the hospital and her regular doctor couldn't be there for some mysterious reason. So we have this rather evil looking guy called Dr. Folsom. Uh, and, and I thought actually, when I read that, I thought, ah, it's probably, probably what they did is probably it's supposed to be f- foolsome, foolsome, you uh, know? So, I mean, he doesn't look suspicious in the slightest. Does well, he? this art isn't helping it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That it looks awful. Isn't this uh, Steve Scrooge? Yes, it is. Oh, man. I didn't like Steve Scrooge back in the day. Well, you know, it's funny because now that now, now you mentioned that, because this is a way I can work a, a life of Riley reference into here, because yeah. I think I think uh, you'll appreciate it. Um, at, because at this time, actually, I think Bagley had been the penciler yeah. yes. on Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And at this time, uh, Bob Harris came to us. Uh, came to uh, the spider group and said, you know, Steve Scrooge has a lot of heat from working on X-Men. And yeah. Steve Scrooge came to me and said that he would really, really, really like to work on Spider-Man. Got so juice. I think yeah, juice. There we go. Juice. So I think if we put Steve Scrooge on Spider-Man, then X-Men fans will flood in and re- and read Spider-Man. And, uh, and then Greenberg proceeds to pretty well, not so subtly, throw Scrooge under the bus. Yeah. And he what says he, he was a he was a fine artist, but for somebody who supposedly really wanted to work on Spider-Man, he didn't work on Spider-Man much. He didn't last a year, and he had two sabbaticals in between. So yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and just real quick, just on a side point, um, sometimes an artist can be great on one thing and and yeah. just not appropriate for another. Mm-hmm. Or, or 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 not you know just not suited for another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scrooge was fine on that X Man title. Another example I find with Spider Man. Um, who's the guy that did Generation X? He he was in issue eight hundred. Uh, he had a backup story. Oh, what is that guy's name? Um, Bachalo. Bachalo, oh, yeah. I think, is a fine artist. I think he did good stuff on Doctor Strange. I thought he did, he did good, he did stuff, good on- stuff on X Men. X-Men, he did good yeah. stuff on Generation X. I can't stand a Spider-Man. I don't know what it is, but uh, I just can't take it. Found my rifle Island, life of it's, Riley notes, finally. <laughs> it's it's sort of it's sort of the same way that I uh, I prefer Steve Ditko on Doctor Strange and not so much on Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it's and it's all just taste. It's just yeah. taste. So, yeah, Hornacek agrees. 
So, yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care for for Scrooge's art, and it's really a shame that we didn't. And and and, and Greenberg says as much that uh, it's a shame that Bagley couldn't have like finished out the Clone Saga and yeah. done the reveal yeah. at the very end. Here's a two page um, spread by Scrooge right here. Yeah. Anybody with Spider-Man, I think it would have been good, <laughs> in my opinion. He, he, he's got, I mean, just, of course, I, I didn't bother reading this at the time. In fact, <laughs> at this point in time, I had stopped reading Spider-Man. Um, but, um, I mean, I like, I like, like uh, his perspective and the way he's, like, laid things out there. I think yeah. he's got a good, good eye for things. Yeah. All right, JR, let's get through it. Let's go. Okay, 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 okay. So, anyway. <laughs> So That's Peter, and, Peter and Ben are fighting the, the robot kids and fighting gone. And then Anna, Anna finally gets a hold of Peter, you know, and says that Mary Jane is, is going into labor, you know, and as Mary Jane is, is sitting there, you know, she's breathing and sweating and everything, you know, you know, it's, it's being, it's being watched. Oh, it's been She's being watched. Everything is going exactly mm. as planned. Wait, you mean it's not Kane? Oh, it's true. Ooh, ooh, good, good callback. Did Norman smoke? Does Norman smoke cigs? Um, look, there's a cigarette up in his hand. He has smoked occasionally. I would think that Norman's probably the 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 kind of egomaniac that probably enjoys a cigarette after coitus, and this is probably (laughs) similar to him. Now, oh, he, I mean, you know, and then, you know, too, I mean, back when Norman was created in the 60s and stuff, everybody smoked. Oh, Look yeah. at this. This so, is supposed to be a cigarette and an ashtray. It looks like Thor's hammer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of cigarettes Norman smokes. <laughs> what kind of brand do you smoke, Mjolnir? <laughs> For the bold flavor of Asgard. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, JR. Norman smokes Asgard's 500 or whatever. <laughs> 500? Jesus or, Christ, Brad. I don't know a number on a SIG. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hundreds. Okay. The it, Asgard you, 100. You have normals, which are shorts, or you have hundreds, okay. which are longer. So 700 would be a long cigarette. <laughs> wow. What? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, during while all of this is going on in the operating room and you know and and out in the streets of New York with all the fighting robot kids and crap like that, um, Arthur Stacy has returned no, to no. New York, for example, is and uh, he's meeting with a bunch of detectives and uh, he wants to see, he wants to follow up on. Uh, yeah, this is D- Lieutenant Torque. I always wondered if this guy was supposed to be, you know, that's not a common name. I wonder if it was a monkeys fan uh, uh, yeah. who, uh, who came up with uh, who came up with that character. Um, because I mean, again, because it's not a particularly common name. Um, Look at that so, face. But Ar- yeah, this that's Arthur Stacy, and uh, yeah, he doesn't look anything like he did back in Amazing Spider-Man ninety-seven or six or seven when uh, Gwen went over to England. But that's another story entirely. Um, and actually, uh, so anyway, so Arthur is wanting to follow up on Spider-Man, who he believes is responsible for George Stacy's death. Which uh, I thought it was established back in issue one hundred eighty-six, actually, that everybody knew hmm. that Doctor Octopus was responsible. Hmm. For George Stacy's death, but you know why? Why you know why let a little bit? Of, why let continuity get in the way of a story, right? Um, and actually, we were supposed to be introduced to Jill Stacy around this yeah. time, according yeah. to Life of Riley. Um, 
But uh, and oh, she was darn. To, we could have gotten she, more Jill Stacy. Yeah, and and she was supposed to be a cop. Uh, but no. uh, the, but the, and apparently uh, uh, again, according to Life of Riley, uh, John Romita Jr. drew the drew the pages, but then they were subsequently dropped. So. That's By the way, fun. this next panel is not very flattering to Ben. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Yeah, he says, not, <laughs> he says, he says, oh, no, not again. I guess that means uh, he should have taken his Viagra, huh? Because <laughs> oh, you know, it failed oh. again. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, George, uh, George is uh, face palming there. Look, 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 the spider suit's getting ripped. The clone suit's getting ripped. How's he going to pass it off to Mayday? So, anyway. okay. So Peter and Ben defeat Strom and the robots. Peter goes to be with Mary Jane and Ben, uh, you know, rips off the mask of, or no, actually. And then Ben faces Gaunt, uh, and Strom and wants to know who, who is his boss. And then a figure says, well, why ask the pawn Riley when you can ask the man himself and he zaps Ben Zip. Zaps him, we fingers him. All right. And then it can't be you, not you. I saw you die. By the way, I thought Norman had to wear gloves for that. He can do that out of his fingers or is he wearing no, a glove? It's, 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 it's blurry, Brad. We can't really see. Okay. It. You can't tell if he's wearing it. It's, it's blurry. It's, it's blurry. Yeah. Even though his, his hands are pink or whatever. It's blurry. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, you're making up actual no prizes here right now. Uh, and JR, I mean. So, but, uh, so anyway, he zaps Riley into unconsciousness and then he tells Strom that he has failed him. Uh, and then straight zaps Strom. So that appears to be the end appears to be the end of Mendelstrom. Of course mm -hmm. he gets better. They all right, do. So, so we go back to the hospital and Mary Jane pushes and she, doesn't, and she doesn't hear the baby cry. She wants to know why the baby's not crying. And the doctor says, I am so sorry. Why is it covered in purple goo? That's Klingon blood. Mary Jane's part. Klingon. <laughs> there you go. All there's right. the, yeah. there's the reveal. See, there's the reveal. Uh, instead, Mary Jane was originally supposed to be a Klingon. And then oh. Peter, like, just like when Johnny found out that Alicia was light, what was her name? Lyra or whatever. Lyra, and she was really yeah. a scroll. We were supposed to find out that Mary Jane was a Klingon, but that got, wait, wrong. wait, wait, wait. I thought Klingons don't have tear ducts. She's clearly crying here. Uh, well, that's what Spock said, but, uh, uh, but uh, obviously Leonard Nimoy didn't read the script of Star Trek three or watch Star Trek three where Christopher Lloyd was obviously tearing up. So yeah. uh, anyway, so yeah, don't, don't rely. Uh, Star Trek continuity is, is pretty sketchy. Al Allison's well. rolling the, th she's, rolling the ro she's rolling something away. She's rolling something away. And then she meets a mysterious man. Now I have forgotten to mention yeah. that if you boys and girls, if you want a dramatic reenactment, of this part of the clone saga story or of the clone saga story, you need to go to Jonathan's Thwip website mm. where he did various reenactments using cartoon panels. And he asked somebody who had a passing familiarity with Norman Osborne and the green goblin. I think it's Thwip studios on YouTube, Thwip studios on YouTube. Yep. Go there. Uh, and, uh, he asked somebody, like I said, with a passing familiarity with the character of Goblin, the Goblin and Norman Osborn to do, to do the voice of the Goblin and Norman Osborn. And, uh, needless to say, when it came to doing this panel, you know, I just, I got a kick out of, I just, 
got a kick out doing the reveal. So Mongrain goes to the mysterious, uh, you know, this, this mysterious person. And she says, well, I got it. And he says, well, make sure that it's never seen again. And uh, so he says, I hope you enjoy your Miss Mongrain with your sizable bonus. She gives her some money and she says, thank you, sir. And then it was like, you needn't be so formal, Miss Mongrain. Feel free to use my real name. It's Norman. Norman Osborn. Yeah. Oh, and my God. Oh, God. Oh, What'd you God. do? What'd you do when this happened, man? God. My, my, you know, it was like, 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 I, uh, what, what was it? It was like I did a hit. Of, it was like I did a hit of cocaine or something. You oh, know? my God. You know, it was like, <laughs> boom, my brain exploded. And then it was like I was uh, like maybe LSD and I started seeing visions and colors and everything like that, you know. So it was, it was mind bending, mind ripping. That- Adam wants to know what was the package? Was it the baby? Well, it's what you're led to believe, and it's dead. That's what you're, that's what you're led to believe. Yeah. Okay. The whole, the whole part of the whole objective of the clone saga, anyway, was to get rid of Mary Jane and to get rid of the. And then when she she was going, they're going to get rid of her by having her pregnant. Peter being the clone, going away, whatever, you know. Because, but then when they decide to bring Peter back, you know, they said, "Well, Spider Man can't be a father." You know, you know, Joe Casada, of course, you know, famous for saying that if I were a kid and I saw Spider-Man changing diapers, I would never read a, another Spider-Man comic book again. You know, you know, can we say, you know, like, you know, here's, here, you know, like they say, here's your brain, here's your drain on drugs. Can we say, you know, yeah. th- narrow minded, you know, this is, this is your brain. Uh, anyway, so nobody thought that Spider-Man should be a father. Uh, but Bob Harris deliberately. Uh, uh, wanted to leave it vague. Uh, Greenberg uh, told Harris, he said, well, if he said, let's stop effing with the audience. If the baby's dead, let's say the baby's dead. Let's end it. Harris wouldn't do it. He said, no, no, let's, let's give them hope, but let's never bring, but let's let's give them hope. Meaning let's drag it out another 30, 40 years. (laughs) Or let's never, but his edict also was to never discuss the baby again after the clone saga. Uh, and uh, Greenberg, of course, thought that was a cheat. He said, "You know that that's yeah. just cheating the audience." But but at this time in Marvel, at Marvel, nobody cared about the audience. I mean, nobody yeah. cared about the fans. And uh, I want to say concerned about collecting the money, which isn't far off from what they do now. I think I don't want to say that you know nobody cared, but uh, uh, money, uh, but uh, story, story, and character were were not the main motivations during this period of time. Did the baby uh, die from stillbirth? We don't know. Twenty I, plus. I, I remember at the time. Uh, I had a friend uh, reading and because uh, I, I I quit uh, because I wasn't going to pay money for this foolishness. Um, <laughs> and um, and he told me that he'd heard a rumor uh, that the supposed mastermind was actually going to be, in fact, a publish or a penthouse publisher, Bob Cuccioni. <laughs> All right. All right. Wait it. Wait. OK. This issue right here. By the way, as if w- one cover was enough, it's oh. twofold. Look at that. Beautiful looking John Romita Jr. art. How much did this cost us back in 96, JR? Uh, $2.95. It did. Uh, to answer Hornacek's quick question, that was actually Tom Brevoort, I believe, who said, I won't be responsible for killing Spider Man's baby oh. uh, because they wanted Mary Jane to miscarry. Or the editor, or the editor, they want Mary Jane to miscarry at the end of um, 
the Spider-Man, the final adventure, because by then the, the decision had been made to bring Peter back. So they want to marry Jane to miscarry and Revort said, I'm, I'm no, I'm not going to do that. By, by the way, I forget what, who said it. Uh, yeah. Enigma said it. Oh, no. Enigma said it. The plot point of the baby from 96 until 2020 still unresolved. We don't know what was in the package. We don't know what happened to the baby. Do we? No. No, never, never touched again since 96. No. The implication yeah. was, in a way, the implication was that Mongrain had the baby because we'd see the little hints sprinkled out that she had something. She was like with a crib, had a crib or whatever. Yeah. Then it turned out it was for a dog. And, yeah. and, uh, but, uh, but it was the, the, the baby. But Harris basically said, let's give people hope, but actually, but let's never, res- let's never discuss it again. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but yes. I, and and I Spider, rem- Spider Girl was a what if. Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 was what happened if the baby lived essentially yeah yeah so yeah. but uh, all right seventy five all right I was this one this is uh, how does this rank in your top Norman stories isn't it like it, one or two it's it's one of my favorites it's one of the favorites it's it's in my top ten all time Spider Man stories yeah, yeah. so uh, this this is the only story I like of the entire Clone Saga yeah this one's good. And this that's probably really that's probably a fairly universal assessment. Uh, and I remember being in Indianapolis, Indiana, at the time I was working uh, at a uh, uh, in Indianapolis, and uh, lunchtime came. You know, I've been you know, hey, you know, lunchtime came, and I zipped, found a comic book shop, you know, and I ran there, or whatever, and I grabbed this issue, and I went to Monument Circle, and I sat there at Monument Circle, you know, and just sat there and devoured this story, and and of course, you know, you had this cover, and then you had the back, which was you know the green. Goblin in all his glory, drawn by John Romita Jr. So, boys and girls, this is a this is a classic issue. I mean, it's like yeah. it's got everything: action, pathos, you know, uh, John Romita Jr. art, uh, Norman and Peter having a having a face to face, and uh, and even one of George's, even though one of, has to be one of George's favorite scenes, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. But um, anyway, it's it starts out on Halloween. And uh, little Normie, little Normie is uh, trick or treating with a friend, you know, and he's actually complaining about his mom dating a guy by the name of Foggy, you know, Foggy, what a doofus, you know, and then he bumps into somebody who gives him some candy, you know, and stay cl- and the, the man says, stay close to the ladies, Norman, you never know, Halloween can be a dangerous night, after all, it is the night of the goblins. Grandpa? <laughs> Look at that hair. Look, Look at, at that hair. hair. The, the hair uh, The hair gives it away. So so anyway, so Peter has, you know, like we learned last issue, you know, Peter left the fight uh, you know, with between Ben and Mendel, uh, and is is trying to get to Mary Jane, you know, because Mary Jane has gone into labor. He gets he gets to the hospital, he can't find anybody. Then find and then the doctor shows up. And the doctor then injects Peter with uh something. And Peter collapses. So, and then everybody, and then we go to the Daily Bugle where Jonah shows up and then finds out that all kinds of people are there. Glory Grant, Betty Brandt, Ben Yurick, you know, Ken Ellis, Foggy Nelson, Liz Osborne, Angela Yin, who was a reporter for the Bugle. Some of these people never showed up again after the clone saga. You know, looks like the only one missing is Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if he ever drags his sorry butt in here, he better have answers to what's going on. Well, then Peter wakes up, and he's dressed in his Spider-Man costume. 
and there's a pumpkin with you know emitting a gas to 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 interact with Peter's blood chemistry to uh, to to mask his powers and the voice you know he rec- he thinks he recognizes the voice the voice that tells him that it's time to bring lay all of our history to rest harry is that you harry no peter harry my son is dead you saw to that and now i've come back <laughs> and you'll pay for every transgression and then of course Look at that yeah. Look at this nice uh, Gwen Stacy falling. Oh, I love that. Look at that. That is beautiful. Did, beautiful did Norman art. ever? Did Norman ever find out that Moreland raided his wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> well, Was that ever resolved? <laughs> well, he uh, he he. After after he found out that Kingsley raided his uh, his goblin stash. So Norman seen Peter naked and dressed him and put the spider suit on. Better not think too much about that one. <laughs> well, con- considering that, uh, considering that Norman also oversaw miles Warren's cloning process, mm. uh, you know, maybe not there personally, but through scryer and, and Oh everything. yeah. Everybody's seen Peter Parker. Yeah. Every, everyone's everyone's yeah. seen Peter, Par- Peter's Parker's. So, uh, <laughs> uh but so. you're wondering to yourself, how did he survive the, the glider? Oh, how did he it survive was, it? It was the goblin formula. The goblin formula regenerated. There you him. go. Healed him right back up. Just like a healing factor like Wolverine. Yes. It has always been me, Peter. Always been me. Me, Norman Osborn. So, you know, and then Norman shows, you know, of course he shows where the glider impaled him and everything. Yeah. So, and then at the bugle, we find out that all the doors are locked and everybody's being held there against their will for some devious purpose. And then we have a little de- we have a, a detour to Arthur Stacy again, wondering about Spider-Man. And then Norman starts, you know, going into this whole supervillain monologue thing about, uh, you know, how, how the time has come and how Norman has taken everything away for, or that, that he, Norman uh, is going to get revenge on Peter for taking things, for taking everything away from him. And so now he's going to take everything away from Peter. So, yeah. Then we go back to the, um, you know, <laughs> I want <laughs> your life. And then, so we go back to the daily bugle and, and, you know, everybody has some awkward uh, interludes, Liz and flash and, Liz and Betty, you know, and then Peter says, it's all, and then we go back to Peter and Norman because they see that because they're actually across the street mm-hmm. in a building that I, at Osborne owns, you know, and Osborne is saying, it's always been about me and you, Peter. It always had to come down to this moment. I knew that someday I'd had my vengeance on you. And Peter saying, whoa, boy, Norman, you are so far behind the times, you know, what, uh, <laughs> you know, you're a little bit late to the party. I'm not even the real deal. And, <laughs> Oh, and by the way, your son kind of killed himself, so F off. <laughs> you know, Norman said, oh, so you think you're a clown? You have no idea how I've been involved in the events of your life for these last few years. And he pulls out Ben, Ben's, you know, from the, from the smoke and says, don't you recognize your blonde-headed cousin, Ben? You know? But no, no, this is... This isn't the real Peter Parker. I was manipulating Miles Warren and Sewer Trainer and all more aspects of your life than you can ever fathom. <coughs> See, it's getting me all choked up. Jesus this Christ. 
It's <laughs> Ben Riley. Back to four packs a day there, Fettinger. Uh, he's smoking those Asgards. <laughs> yeah, lay off the Asgard. He is the clone. Victory over him means nothing. It's you I want. You, the real Peter Parker. And then we go. There we go. We just found out. And then he's we the real deal now. The next page, and it's a, it's one Ooh, of those things. Look I wish at that. I, yeah, I was about to say it's a shame the captions are all there because that would oh, make a beautiful. great that would make a great poster. So, but it's a, uh, yeah, that would make a great poster. Basically, he one. says, "What I took from you tonight was in repayment for my son." <laughs> so that you know implies that uh, you know <laughs> that what was taken was was Peter's child in uh, retaliation for Peter, quote unquote, taking, taking the life, taking of, his uh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, when uh, I did that, when we did this uh, for. Um, Thwip Studios. Yeah, uh, Jonathan had written in the dialogue that uh, Norman had killed the baby. That Norman had killed the baby, and I said I'm not going to read it that way. I said, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I said I. I first of all, I said I. I, I don't believe that Norman would have done that. Uh, I mean, why? I think he would. No, no, no. Think about it. Think about why? it. Why? Did you ever see the? Did you ever see, see the Zorro movie? No. With Anthony Hopkins no. and uh, uh, Zach Catherine Zeta Jones no, and Antonia have. Banderas. Okay, George saw. I think George knows where I'm going with it. Anyway, Anthony Hopkins started out as Zorro in the movie, and he was married and his wife, and they had a baby. Well, the I, I don't know if he was the president of Mexico or if he was just a land, you know, a huge rich guy or whatever. But anyway, he found out that Anthony Hopkins was Zorro, killed his wife imprisoned Zorro and raised the baby, the daughter as mm. his own. And I said, that is something that Norman Osborne would do. Oh, I, said, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Norman is so depraved that he would kill a baby. I mean, he's pretty depraved, but also Norman always has a plan. Norman plays the long game, you know, and the long game would be to have this ace in the hole to come back, you know, mm -hmm. maybe the brain raises his own kid. And then if no something happened to Norman, you know, brainwashed this kid into believing that Peter Parker was responsible for his blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it sent Peter's own child after him. Yeah. So I said that, that, that I said, no, I think that's, that's what Norman's end game would have been, okay. would have been to take the child and raise it as his own, because what kind of delicious, I mean, even if he killed Peter, you know, he'd have, even if he killed Peter or if he did, he would have revenge, you know, from beyond the grave, okay. you know, whether he or Peter died. You know, he, that would be his lasting revenge, you know, raising Peter's child as his own. So anyway. <laughs> the Hornacek says, didn't JR just describe Sin's past? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. No, 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 no. I knew Sin's past was going to come yeah. up. By the uh, way, look at this panel. That's beautiful. Look at that. He's throwing one of those things from ASM 14 in the, one of those ghost. Uh, what, what are those called? Well, actually, actually, next month, <laughs> we'll see one of those in action. What are those called? Ghost? Uh, what are they called? I don't know. What I just I just called it a ghost sheet. They you know no, they they're called something. They have they're, there's another, there's more to the name. I can't I can't remember, remember what they are. But anyway, he he hasn't used them in years. So well, and he didn't use the well. Of course, no, Adam, Adam Adam says a good point. Twenty five years later, Norman did indeed raise Baby May, and six her on Peter. Uh, would yeah. you like that idea, Jr. Well. I, 
what I, I don't know if I'd like that idea, but that like as a good what if story, yeah, probably. But I, I think that would be one of Norman's plans. Norman always has plans, Nelly plans, with his, plans with their plans. I mean, after all, didn't you? Don't you remember when when uh, in um, uh, around eight hundred? or just before 800 where Norman had uh, kidnapped Jonah and you yeah. could see like on the wall, Norman's got all this lines pointing everywhere and yeah. you know, everything's pointing to Spider-Man and Peter Parker and Mary Jane, you know, it's like, so that's just kind of the way Norman thinks he's got all kinds of planes. And, you know, like for yeah. example, then when, when Peter threw him in jail, uh, uh, in Marvel Knight Spider-Man, uh, one of his contingency plans kicked into gear because he had yeah. told, uh, Matt Gargan, that he was, you know, the the of the whole game, and so then Gargan kidnapped Aunt May. So Norman's always got plans, and so that just seemed to me that that would be something that Norman would would do. By the way, uh, George, people have asked for this for a Fight Club. You you got to admit, man, this is good fighting. This is good fighting between these two. This is clone related. It's a non-starter. I know, but it's <laughs> it's good fighting. It's a good fight. So it's a good but anyway, fight. we're we're running out of time because after we are. All, you know, we don't want to lie to Facebook. Uh, but uh, so anyway, so Nor you know, Norman says, ah, Peter, I hate you for your naive optimism and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to kill everybody you care about. And then I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. so, so he goes to the Daily Bugle building and, uh, <coughs> you know, he, he goes, long time no see, pal of mine. You know, and, you know, Jonah, that voice, Norman, you know, and. So then we have uh, so uh, Spider Man fights the Goblin, and then Ben Riley gets back in the game. Uh, and uh, I like you know, like I said, we're running out of time. But anyway, we have just pages and pages now. Actually, what you're doing is you're going into the uh, extended. You're looking at the uh, extended trade of Revelations. So oh, I'm just I am. okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just doing number seventy five. But uh, so anyway, we have pages and pages of just glorious fights. We'll we'll see some of these. People were wanting to know about the extra scenes. So these were the extra page. Some of the extra pages. That yeah. were in the trade, yeah, yeah. After after the uh, 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 yeah. saga was over, uh, then uh, if they, you want to uh, get it, they're in this trade, which is volume six of the complete bin. Uh, and if well, we'll get to the last page, but these green pages are extras. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they showed they showed the actual fight between Norman and Ben uh, before uh, Ben. Uh, uh, captured, I mean, before Norman captured Ben. Right. Um, and these are up on Marvel Unlimited if you want to see them. So, but uh, so anyway, Norman just, you know, he's throwing everything he's got at Peter, everything, bombs and everything. And Peter just won't stay down. And, uh, yeah. and uh, there was a, uh, um, and there was just a line. And I remember, because when I was reading these lines yeah. for, for Jonathan's story, I mean, I was just putting everything into it and I actually had to do it over two days mm. because I wore my voice out because I'm not, obviously I'm not an actor. I'm not a voice actor. JR method actor. <laughs> but it was like, you know, why do you still live? Why? Whoa. You know? so. <laughs> easy, easy there. You're not, you're not uh, six years, uh, you know, young, younger, like you were when you did that. <laughs> so I was, uh, 
I was, so I was really good. I was really enjoying doing this, doing this reading. So anyway, so Ben, you know, goes to the Daily Bugle, you know, knocks down the doors, tells everybody to get out, um, you know, and he's been banged up pretty badly. So, you know, he's, he's moving a little slower. He's, uh, yeah. uh, so like my clone saga is almost up. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, but, the, so he's trying to gather up all the pumpkin bombs and then that idiot flash shows up, you know, Hey Ben, you better get out of here. Oh, gee, look. A pumpkin, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, so in in moving Flash out of the way, Ben takes a direct hit, you know, and he's just oh my god, and uh, you know, so he bandages himself up, and then Peter and Norman are are, are just you know, going at it furiously. And then Peter's, you know, gets, you know, he, he clubs Norman and he says, all right. He takes both their mask off and he says, let's, let's get down to it. This isn't about Spider-Man, and the green goblin. This is about Norman Osborn and Peter Parker. That's who it's really been about, you know? And if you read life of Riley, Glenn Greenberg will talk about how he disagreed with this. That it's always been now and me. No, no, this is what it's really about. Mm-hmm. You know, two men, who have dealt with tragedy in their lives in vastly yeah. different ways. One yeah. let it let his tragedies consume and destroy him and turn him into a monster. The other used his tragedies to make him a stronger, better man and a hero. And that's and Norman knows that, and that is why Norman cannot stand Peter Parker. Is yeah. that he's been Peter has been through a you know, he's been through a lot of the same grief. You know, he's endured that, but he's come out stronger. Norman knows that Peter is the better man, and it drives him crazy. It's a lot of the, it's a lot of the reason I think uh, Jonah doesn't like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. is because deep down he knows that Spider-Man is the hero that Jonah wishes he could be, but knows he never will be. Mm-hmm. But Jonah's not a psychopath, so Jonah doesn't put on a, st- a costume, and, you know, it, it, it's something that torments Jonah. But, you know, since Jonah has a, Jonah has a modicum, but Norman, on the other hand, has the madness and the power and the money, you know, to, you know, he, that's the thing. Norman has to, Norman's, he doesn't have to take things lying down. You know, he, he doesn't, he's got enough power and money that he can strike out impetuously at anybody that he feels, uh, you know, is in his way or offends him or, or offends his sensibilities. Yeah. But anyway, so they have this, you know, they have this big fight and then, you know, and, and, and Norman, uh, or Ben brings the bombs to Peter and, uh, then, uh, you know, Norman's down and he hits the button under his glove and he sends the glider straight towards Spider-Man. And then Ben gets in the way. Boom. Oh, right in the back. And he, Arg! T- and he crashes. He crashes to the pavement below. And Norman said, and, and, you know, Norman says, ha, today the clone dies, but he shall not die alone. Goodbye, Peter. And then <laughs> Peter takes the bombs and blows him up. No way. Goodbye, Green Goblin. Bakum, bakum, bakum. And, and, and to get back to uh, back to uh, you know the Thwip Studios, uh, Jonathan, the script he originally wrote, just Norman said, "I won." And I said, oh, no, that I can't just that's too. I know I got to have something more. He says, OK, you got 12 seconds, you know, to say something, you know. And so, you know, basically, I, you know, I said, you think this is the end? This is never the end. You'll never beat me, you know. Yeah. 
You have no idea what I've taken from you. Look at that you know? goblin on fire. Woof. You know? And then I'll be back. I'll always be back. <laughs> that, that's you know, cool, said, man. And so I did it with I did it within the ten to twelve seconds, and it got in. So well, uh, we didn't we didn't show the best panels. Well, I know we're getting there, and actually, there. actually, Sp- Spider Man goes down to Ben and George. This is my Christmas gift to you. <laughs> you can describe what happens on the next two pages. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, over the next two pages, the uh, the Xerox Spider-Man uh, dies and uh, just discombobulates into so much flour. <laughs> yep. Doesn't even, leave a, doesn't even leave a body behind, just nope. just turns into uh, to pancake mixins. <laughs> you were the clone. And then, okay. and then blows away like a bad fart. Out of our memory. Well, no, yeah. we're still talking about 20 years later. Yeah. After all, remember, Miles Warren came up after this was done and scooped up some stuff. And uh, we have clone conspiracy. Y'all are. Yeah. I'm not. I don't talk about <laughs> George Peace aside, aside from me having, aside from the context of this podcast, I, I don't ever talk about this crap. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyway, so after Ben meets a sad end, you know, and Peter says, rest easy, brother. And he, you, you sold a lot of books. And Let's he goes back to the hospital and finds Mary Jane, you know, and Mary Jane, you know, Peter says, I know, but we'll get this through this together as husband and wife. Our love will be stronger. And that, boys and girls. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They, the fans have asked. There are extra scenes in the trade. So... Talk a little bit about this, Jr. Here's here's a scene. This is in the trade. It's the Ben funeral. Well, oh, oh, the wake at Peter's house, um, and basically all the friends are there. Uh, but the scene is that Jimmy Six, um, yeah. who is I think one of the sons of Fortunato. Yeah. Uh, he and he and Ben were friends, and basically uh, Jimmy comes to Peter and says, "The goblins, if he ever shows his ugly green face in here again, he's going to get whacked." Yeah. So, and that's about it. Frankly, frankly, the uh, I don't think the the extra scenes add anything at all to the story. Um, he, he sprinkles Ben <laughs> into the night. Here, George, are you moved? <laughs> yeah, but, see, he's not moved the by scene that. That you like is what rises from well, the yeah. ashes. Yeah. Look at well, Norman. He has beat the hell. But he yeah. rises again. Yeah. Takes he he smells down. like rotten barbecue, according to. Um, yeah, look at look at poor Norman. Yeah. Look at him. But, you know, I mean, again, this is something yeah. you didn't need to see either because you knew Norman was going to come back. Of course he was going to come yeah. back. He survived an impaled glider to the heart. Uh, yeah. But I, And I think uh, Greenberg summed it up fairly well uh, as um, saying that. Uh, um, oh, God, what? Did, <laughs> sorry. He basically said we didn't go through. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't go through all this convoluted nonsense, uh, bringing Norman back uh, just to kill him off again. Uh so but, final uh, final thoughts on this, uh, Jr. How does this rank? I mean, this is I, I, it, the Clone Saga was awful, but this was a pretty good ending. Well, yeah, I mean, divorcing the Clone Saga from it, really. I mean, just yeah. it, it's everything you can want in a Green Goblin Spider-Man fight. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's beautifully drawn. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it, it would not. This is the thing. It would not nearly have been effective, for example, if uh, Roberto Humberto Ramos had drawn. Which is why I hated the fact that he did Death in the Family, because that story deserved somebody like 
J.R. Jr. or Mark Beckley or something like that. So you had, you know, John Romita Jr.'s art at this particular point in time. I mean, I see it's evolved, and I don't know if I like his new stuff. I'm not like sure it. I like new stuff either, but this is Romita Jr. at his peak. But, but it's just, it's just, you know, it, it does get, I mean, it's a great fight, full of action, and it's personal. It doesn't get any more personal than this, you know. Okay. One big pumpkin ball. No doubt. And the comic ended with that Mary Jane and Peter just looking out over the water. We'll get through it, husband and wife. So that that funeral scene was extra to the trade. I didn't order the trade back in the day. I should have. Did you order the trade? No. No, I didn't either. No. All right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is four parts of Revelations. George, any final thoughts on this one? Yay, we never have to talk about this era again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know about that. Uh, hey, sure. we never have to talk about this era again. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. I agree with what Josh just wrote. The Clone Saga is the worst story with the best ending. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.